tis the season for giving. And to celebrate the start of the most joyous time of year, DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all players the opportunity to cash in on a no-brainer this Thanksgiving. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a chance to double your money if either Baltimore or Pittsburgh scored a touchdown in Thursday night's game. All it takes for you to double your money is one touchdown. Yes, you heard that right. All you have to do is opt in to the promotion, place your bet, and then sit back and watch the ball enter the end zone easy as pie. On top of that great offer, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. The holiday season is a time for family, so curl up on your couch with your favorite sportsbook and make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you the chance to double your money if either Pittsburgh or Baltimore score a touchdown in Thursday night's game. That's right, all it takes is one tutty and you double your money when you use promo code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We won. <laughs> we won a. We won a. We won a fucking game. We won a fucking game, Broncos. Uh, thank you guys for joining the live stream. Welcome to the That's Good Broncos post game recap. Uh, Twenty to thirteen victory, Broncos over the Dolphins. Will Keys will be joining us soon. He said, "Give me ten minutes." I gave him thirteen minutes. And we are not good at telling time. <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. So make sure you use promo code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings uh, to take advantage of all of their can't-miss offers. And oh, wait a second. Here we come. There's our man, Will Keys. What's up, fellas? Are you eating string cheese? <laughs> yeah. Will String Keys. That is your nickname forever. You give me $5, I'll eat it like this. Yeah. Can't I do think that. there's an office episode where Ryan's just eating it chunk by chunk and toby's like you're you're really just going for it there ryan he's like yeah after age 12 i just decided to stop holding back something like that no it's uh it's it's uncivilized can't do that. it is uncivilized um okay so <laughs> this broncos game this really really nice win drew lock 270 passing yards, one interception. Patrick Mahomes has one interception all year. Oh, yeah, Patrick, how about you throw zero touchdowns and one interception and still get a win, idiot? Because uh, Drew Locke can do that. Justin Simmons, I changed my name to I Love Simmons because obviously 
he made the play of the game with a an Clutch. interception in the end zone. Um, really had two interceptions today. Yeah, he really had two interceptions. Now here's what's crazy. I did not realize this until I just brought up the the box score. But in what did Ryan Fitzpatrick had two series in the game basically. Yep. Two series and he finished with <laughs> close to what 30 35 more passing yards than Tua. Uh on crazy. Yeah. two fewer attempts, but of course, you know, Tua had a touchdown pass, Fitzpatrick had a costly interception and Fitzpatrick probably threw three passes that could have been picked off. So as good as he was at the end and as much of a difference as it sort of made him coming in to sort of move the ball for the Dolphins, uh, I was never worried about the Broncos losing. For the no, first- kind of a kind of a Philip Rivers type relief performance there for, for <laughs> yeah. That's what I got from it. Uh, no, yeah, you could tell that they're down 10 and they're like, shit, we need to move the ball. And I see, I thought, and we wrote in the preview episode, like, don't be surprised if this is a down game for Tua because yeah, he was great the last two weeks, but he's still just a guy in his fourth start. And there's a reason that rookies don't win four starts in a row outside of Ben Roethlisberger to start their career. And so the move made sense to me, I think in a long-term way, I don't know if it's great for your rookie quarterback psyche, but I think two, two is a guy that can overcome that mentally for sure. But I, I think it was really underrated because the, the stats don't really quite show, but I thought Drew Locke played a really good game. And uh, Tua, I thought, was really, really bad because he was completing passes. And he made it a couple nice throws, but his whole game today was just throwing short passes, and he still managed to get sacked six times, which he either one or the other. Like, get the ball out of your hands quickly uh, and hit guys short and don't take sacks or take a few sacks but hit some big plays down the field. And they got the, they got the worst of both worlds there. So sneaky bad game from Tua. He got that uh, that really terrible interception on his first drive, called back due to a uh, I thought a really oh, questionable was, holding. That first defensive holding, or yeah, yeah, it was defensive holding on AJ Boye uh, was stupid. It was a bad penalty, um, just like the the second pass interference uh, on AJ Boye where Devontae Parker made like a crazy catch on the sideline. Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't know how bad that one was. I was just impressed that Parker like was able to make what looked like a catch at first, and then you know it came loose or whatever. But um, I think the refs were – I thought the roughing on Drew Locke was weak. I thought the roughing on Fitzpatrick was weak. They are just calling I, – I don't think they needed any of those penalties in this game. Um, and totally. it's not like they they probably helped the Dolphins a little bit more than the Broncos, but overall, it just wasn't great great officiating. Uh, Deshaun Williams he led with two sacks, so they only gave Malik Reed one and a half. Bradley Chubb had a very key sack, and then he also Ryan Fitzpatrick was about to take off on I think it was a third down, and Chubb was able to get him from 
behind and grab his legs. I don't know if Fitzmagic would have picked up the first down there, but uh, he was running. Could have. Chubb stopped him. I thought Chubb played really well. And they yeah. were just they, – they're just getting a lot of pressure. And either – I mean, I think the secondary played pretty good to allow that to happen. But it's like – you gave this unit another week to sort of play and practice together and Fangio got another unlikely good performance out of a defensive front. That's been just totally shuffled around. Yeah. yeah. The second unit, you got to remember like this is mostly the second unit out there and they were the strength today. They, yeah. they totally changed the game defensively. And I think they're the reason that they won. Uh, the, the secondary played well. I mean, the whole defense played well. You can't pick out a guy that was getting torched. Usually we can say, like, all right, defense is pretty good, but this guy, you know, he got killed or, you know, whoever no. was getting killed underneath. I didn't see – I don't recall hearing O.J. Moody's name called. Was he on the field again? Uh, I don't see him with any stats here, so. Yeah. I kind of doubt it there. There's a lot of Callahan and, and Boye. And then, yeah, uh, Boye was yeah. on Devontae Parker for a lot of the game. So he had the, the tough matchup, and Parker caught that touchdown over him. But it, again, like that was just a really impressive catch by Devontae Parker. Uh, and a, to his one touchdown throw was a pretty, you know, yeah, he's great. Side he's of the end zone athletes. pass, put it where only Parker could make a play. But I thought. Other than say that touchdown, and even that coverage wasn't like terrible, but I thought Boye, you know, did a good job on, on Devontae Parker. Agreed. Uh, Tim Tim Patrick ended up with over a hundred hundred yards uh because on the, the final play of the game, the, Bron- yeah. <laughs> the Broncos don't know how to fucking win, right? Uh <laughs> they they get to fourth down, there's four seconds left. They don't know whether to punt it or what offensive play to call. They, they land no on yeah, they land on letting Drew Locke, uh, you know, scramble a little bit and just throw the ball as far as you can so the time runs out. That I mean, that's the ultimate best of both worlds is garbage time stats in a win. Yeah. That's rare, and that's uh, a pretty impressive. It's kind of ironic that the, the one, like, deep ball he's completed this year was the he one wasn't... he was trying – <laughs> to throw yeah. up incomplete. He, he wasn't trying to like he was just throwing it kind of towards Tim yeah. Patrick's direction. But you know yeah. the reason Tim Patrick caught that is because there was enough air under that ball exactly. for Patrick to run to it. So Yeah, and you watch the other caught, ones, they're just like kind of they're flat. They're lasers. They're deep lasers. You need that yeah. you need to float those deep balls a lot when you have guys that can go up and make the play. Obviously, oh. like wasn't like Tim Patrick was in tight coverage or anything. He was able to get separation away from the def- – but it was just funny that he caught that pass for – I don't even yeah, know I how many gonna, yards I thought he was going to score for a second. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I was hoping he was going to score. Yeah. Then Locke would have finished with like maybe 290 in a touchdown, 300 yeah, in a touchdown. Let's talk about uh, – let's talk a little more about Drew Locke because I thought you wouldn't know it, but – he started what, like 0 for 4 with a pick or something like that, maybe 1 for 5. 
after that, like he he was really good. I know he didn't have any touchdowns to his to his name because Melvin Gordon uh, scored both of those, but uh, touchdowns aren't really indicative of how well you play. And I thought he just kept the kept the ball moving. And to Pat Shermer's credit, too, he got he got him on the move, got a lot of uh, nicely designed rollouts to the tight end. Uh, and oh, one play, that little seam, like that seam throw over the middle to Tim Patrick, that was like the RPO that we've been waiting for. And just like the really split second decision. Right. Uh, that we've all been like wanting to see. And that was, I thought, like a perfect example of that. Well, yeah. And I guess Drew Locke converted a third and 13 with his legs. So he, he ran. Yep. Uh, that was nice to see. Like, I want more of that from Drew Locke because as a defense, if you're having to at least wonder, and I'm saying that like on some, in that, I don't think that was designed. It was just a decision he made, but just a couple more designed runs for Drew Locke because he's athletic enough to do it where the defense has to at least be like, oh, maybe he's going to run it here. It just adds that layer of complexity that will help, you know, your quarterback there and also helps when your running backs are playing well. And then he also had a, a, a really nice throw to Jerry Judy. Uh, I think it was like third and 10. Yeah. And it, to get him into to, uh, field goal range, right, at that point. Yep. And that's uh, McManus was able to get him up by 10. So that was – they went up 20 to 10 there. So he made some some nice plays in key situations – uh, shook off a bad start because he did throw a pick on the opening series uh, that led to a Dolphins touchdown. So, um, yeah, I mean, there was a couple misses there as well. He, yeah, that's uh, true. Was it? Yes, Troy Fumagalli was wide open on a play and probably would have ran in for the touchdown. And Drew Locke just overthrew him by a lot. And he overthrew somebody else. So that you still want to see get better. But since the Broncos won and it just feels good to win, I'm not going to bitch too much about it. No, I I think this was just like a totally – the thing I liked was that after the first pick, they played really, really complimentary football and just kind of – like use the run game to yeah. drain the clock and they're playing good defense and they got up and started getting sacks, which like you want to do as a defense, get a two score lead and rush the quarterback. Uh, and they just had like a good game plan that came together and, and you know, um, it worked. It really works. Like we, we haven't really been able to see Lindsay and, and Gordon both look really, really good in the same game. Yeah. And, I thought they, I thought they were both really good. Kind of the the fumble at the end, notwithstanding. Um, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, the fumbles are bad, but you, it doesn't erase how good he was today. Otherwise, because you know he breaks off that twenty yard run, powers in for the first touchdown. Like, he fumbled. That's like how I want to see someone fumble is like stretching out for a touchdown, you know. And it was just a good play by you know the gink. The so gink. It's hard to really complain. Uh, the gink suit. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of you guys from Colorado have hate boners for Melvin Gordon because he takes away <laughs> Philip Lindsay. And I don't want to see him uh, get more carries than Philip Lindsay, but 
he, no. he played well. He had a good game today. The fumble this, doesn't erase that. Until like Drew Locke takes that next step or the Broncos find a better quarterback. Yeah. This is the recipe for the Broncos to win games. It is a solid defensive performance uh, given like we talked about. We both think the Dolphins are a good team, but a lot of their success hasn't really been about the offense. Their offense been playing safe football, smart football, which is exactly the blueprint for the Broncos. Safe football from Drew Locke and production from your running backs. 30 31 carries between, you know, Gordon and Lindsay. They're both uh healthy. Uh they're both they both played well. Sure, does Pat Shermer hate Philip Lindsay in the red zone? Yeah, you could argue that. You could argue he doesn't want Lindsay to get any touchdowns once they're close to the goal line. Or maybe Melvin Gordon, they just think is a, a better option in the, the red zone because he poses a threat as a, a receiver in addition to, you know, being a running back there. So uh, I think like if the Broncos can just run the ball effectively, it takes so much pressure off of Drew Locke that he can see some of those easier throws and even that miss to Troy Fumagalli where he was wide open, I think Fumagalli was his last read on that play. So yeah. when I was watching the replay, I was like, okay, it took him a while to get over to Troy, but at least we see him going through all of those progressions there, and then he just accidentally threw it 50 yards over Fumagalli's head. So um, somebody just said Drew is better than Tua. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell. I think there's a lot to like about Tua, but he did not uh, have his best game. And then Drew Lockavailoa. <laughs> Mario Rodriguez had a super chat. Drew Lock had a very Baker-esque performance. Do you think the Broncos will add a QB this offseason to compete with him? Also feed Phil. I would say the difference is that Baker Mayfield gets like um, 250 yards from his running backs where yeah. Drew Locke only got uh, 160 exactly. and then Locke rushed for 23 on his own. So Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's fair necessarily. I think a fair comparison there is like Baker Mayfield is better when he's on some designed rollouts and he's got one or two receivers he's looking at on those rollouts to make plays. So uh, yep. Get those type of quarterbacks out of the pocket on purpose, and that's kind of where they succeed. Um, we've got Skies JB ten dollars super jet. I think someone pulled Shermer's head out of his dot dot dot. Drew is a good QB. If he ever gets a solid O line and play caller, he'll be dangerous. Uh, I thought the Broncos O line has been decent all year, and I thought the Dolphins O line was bad uh, tonight. It was. To me, a glaring difference in the game was seeing what a decent offensive line is versus a bad offensive line. Yeah. In a close game. I thought the offensive line, we don't think about them in this way enough, but they were really good run blocking. And you saw some, like, Bulls had a huge block, Cushionberry had a huge block, uh, Reisner had a huge block that cleared up, like, three really big runs. Uh, so that was important. And Lots of pulling. Moving from the, they got a little more creative there. Um, 
I would like to see some more like stretch runs, maybe. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> maybe they don't have the tight ends to pull that off. Who knows? Well, but I just it, it feels like they have like three running plays. Yeah, and that's I would say like if I was going to could could critique. critique. If I was going to critique uh, my fucking brain working correctly on a regular basis, I would say I should drink less. Um, what was weird in this game is second and short. I saw the Broncos lose yards like three or four times on run plays. Yeah, but here's the thing is we haven't seen them in second and short all season. So that no, was encouraging the- in general. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was mildly encouraging, but yeah, the fucking they're losing yards on these second and shorts. It felt like they were mostly Melvin Gordon too. Yeah, well, you should be you should be throwing on second and short. That's yeah, that's when you take your deep shot, Pat. I know. Yeah, that's that, when you take the deep shot. He just hasn't been in that situation in so long. He doesn't know what to do. Let me tell you this: if Drew Locke threw for four hundred and fifty yards and five touchdowns. I would still uh, find a way to shit on Pat Shermer. Yeah. <laughs> That's how jaded I am about him right now. Um, what I'm not jaded about is America's top-rated sportsbook oh. app, DraftKings. Week, we're in week 11 of football, guys. Week 11. Uh, and there's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook. And to add to the excitement – DraftKings is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this with the code, promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook's giving all new users the chance to earn a sign-up bonus of up to how many dollars, Will? What is your guess? Oh, probably 100 Nope, it is $1,000, <laughs> Will. Oh, my God, Damn. it is $1,000. Uh, if you had a thousand dollars and I said, I will give you another thousand, but you have to wipe your butt with the first thousand yeah. $1 bill at a time. Would you do it? Absolutely. Because you can keep the original thousand. You just got to yeah, clean and, it. And there's like a toilet paper shortage again. That's what Literally. I call money laundering. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, this is not what DraftKings yeah. wants me to riff on in an ad read, but I did it. Using and if football's money. not for you, uh, you can bet on all kinds of sports at DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings is safe. It's reliable. It's secure, uh, making, making it easy for you to deposit, withdraw your money at your convenience. And there's endless ways to bet from live betting on your favorite players to parlays. They do it all. So download the DraftKings top rated sportsbook app. Now use code DNVR when you sign up to get up to a thousand dollars. That's code DNVR to get a deposit bonus of up to a thousand dollars for a limited time. Only a DraftKings sportsbook must be 21 years or older. Colorado only bonus comprised of a first time deposit bonus deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough restrictions to apply see draftkingcom slash sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right yeah dnvr uh they're covering the broncos and if you use my code perna there uh at their merch store they've got great denver merch perna my name will get you a good discount so some of you may be looking for shirts to buy people for the holidays so there you go um 
Okay. We've talked about a few things from this game. Did we get to that last super chat? Oh, did I read it? Yes. Shermer pulling his head out of his ass. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Agreed. Uh, Agreed. We agree. Just checking. Do you, man, Fitzpatrick just looked like such a better quarterback to kind of handle pressure than Tua. Yeah. If, if I were going to try to like pick why Fitzpatrick looked better, it's because he's seen pressure in so many different ways through his career that a veteran QB, when shit's going to just break down every play, kind of knows how to navigate that. And young quarterbacks, it's where they struggle. We've seen Drew Locke struggle with pressure plenty of times now, um, and I think that's kind of what got to Tua. Yeah, that's such a tough spot to be in seeing – the quarterback ahead of you just get mauled time after time to the point where the coach is like, okay, you get in there without any, like, you know, going in totally cold. Uh, so I, you know, I got a little worried too when they put him in. So I didn't, I didn't feel like too, it was going to bring him back at that point. No, I, I knew he wasn't. It's Patrick, um, uh, you know, he's either like, he's either going to throw a touchdown in that situation or he's throwing a pick. And I, I really respect that about him. Yeah, you know, that's the end where they got picked. That's what happens. Yeah, and the he threw it was like back to back throws into the end zone, and I think it was Kareem Jackson made a play on the ball the first throw, but that looked like well, at least the announcers were saying that Gasecki kind of made the wrong decision on where he was going to cut in on his route instead of going in front of Kareem Jackson, he went behind him. Yeah. So my point is. Fitzpatrick could have been picked twice in the end zone on that same drive. So, uh, but like he had to make something happen. And at that point, the Dolphins would have just tied it. And there might have been enough time for the Broncos to get into field goal range, which McManus, perfect again. Two important field goals in this game. The Dolphins could not run the ball well uh, against the Broncos. So, after the Raiders just fucking gutted Denver's run defense, I think it's a good sign. Like, and I don't think the I said the the in the prediction episode, I said the Dolphins' weakness is their running game because heading into this game, their second leading rusher was still Ryan Fitzpatrick after not playing for three straight games. So they haven't been running the ball effectively yet this season. Yeah, uh, but at least they, they at least like fourteen carries too. It's like, try. They only got yeah, the 14 no. carries. They got away from it, but they weren't having success when they tried it. Uh, yeah, I, I think I did learn that Salvin Ahmed is Ahmed. I think that's how you're supposed to say it. Is it? Is that how you say it? I thought because I just thought Harlan was mispronouncing it the whole time. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that. I mean, they, they're like we've seen the name Ahmed, and there's usually a C in it. Yeah, you can never tell with Kevin Harlan. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves him. I think he's – I love him. He's a little iffy for me. He, there was on – the, the, On the Van Ginkle uh, roughing, he was like, yeah. there's a flag on the play. There's two flags. There's three flags on the play. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes he does feel like he's – like it. they just like spliced in – like the audio commentary track from a video game for Kevin Harlan. And he's not like reacting to the play live. 
It's like they just took like live reactions from NBA 2K and used them because like sometimes it just feels like really stilted. Like he's yeah. not speaking naturally. It's like he over he gets too excited about the wrong things sometimes. Yeah, like that throw to Devontae Parker that he caught with one hand and then didn't get in bounds. Like he didn't react to the play when it happened live. And then when they signaled that it was a catch, he goes, oh, what a catch. It's like, the, you know, the fact that the official <laughs> got got it wrong doesn't make it – uh, any more spectacular? Like it was spectacular. Wouldn't you just like lose your mind when you see it originally? I don't know. I just like I to think know. about like Kevin Harlan walking around in real life, getting overexcited about the wrong things. And they've got a two for ten deal at TJ Maxx. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we've got Otto von Bismarck with the five dollar super chat. Best thing from Locke was stepping up in the pocket and setting his feet instead of throwing floater off his back foot. Still a lot of work ahead. That's a great observation from the uh, late German Kaiser. And uh, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, you see how good it looks when he does uh, set his back foot and then step into it. It feels like there's almost 100% success rate when he gets to do that. And then the one that he sailed to Fumagalli, like it's it's weird. Like he, yeah, his feet were all over the place, and yeah, that's what it that's what it comes down to. And it could get better, I think. One of the things that's hard to teach is uh, quick release. I think Locke's got a quick enough release. It's not Tua. Tua's got a great release, and you could see that. But yeah. feet you can clean up a little bit, I think. Because look at Patrick Mahomes from college at Texas Tech and w- where he had like no footwork. And now it's not very good footwork, but it's good enough. Yeah, yeah I think you can clean up footwork um, just through like muscle training, muscle memory training, just tons of reps, really putting yeah. your quarterback. You've got to simulate like all the different situations kind of in a game, which is hard to do to get your quarterback to stay true to that footwork when shit gets a little weird in the pocket. Uh, but the other guy, kind of a, a very, I would say, quiet, exciting not exciting, but promising performance, K.J. Hamler. Uh, yeah. I think on the Broncos' first scoring drive, he had a really impressive, like, con- he was covered heavily, and he made this catch. I think it was for mm-hmm. first down. And then, third down. Yeah. Yeah, it was third down. It was just a like a solid play from a smaller receiver who kind of was had a guy on him. And then also, right before halftime, he was the other guy Drew Locke missed. Like, Hamler got open – and Drew Locke overthrew him, and the Broncos probably would have scored, I think, a touchdown there. I'll have to look at it again, but um, if he had, you know, if he gets that that other target, then I think we're talking about Hamler as a, a bigger, having a bigger impact in this game. Um, yeah, he's just like, a, he's a tough dude. I think all three wide receivers are really good today. Um, yeah, really like Every receiver. <laughs> Hamler's lucky his fucking ankles didn't fall off. He got he was tackled in a really weird play. Uh I think mm-hmm. did he catch the ball there too? I can't remember. 
It's like his legs, his ankles bent under his knees, and he was like, he, oh, I think he caught it, he was like a yard short. Yes. Okay. That brings me to to another point. Yeah, gotta throw it at the sticks. Yeah, we've seen it too many times. Third and however many yards they're running and stopping a yard before the first down marker. I don't know if that's the young receivers just not, you know, sort of knowing, or if that's the coaches not preparing them for that shit but uh that would be one thing i would like to see get better is running to the first down marker specifically on third downs yeah i think it's important so uh well good win we'll feel good about it for a week uh then we got to play Taysom hill and the saints next (laughs) then we get the chiefs then we get the panthers uh, Panthers kind of a wild card. Sometimes they look really good. Other times they look very beatable. Then Buffalo, then Char- then Raiders. So the rest of the season for the Broncos does not look promising. Uh, Raiders well, right now are beating the Chiefs 17-14. Uh, we haven't beat the Chiefs in – if I could just get one win the rest of the season, it would be that Chiefs game. Primetime Sunday night football as of right now. Did they flex out of it? Already? Maybe. Probably. It says 620 on the NFL schedule. but It does. It does. I don't uh, know. We'll find out. Only I, I wouldn't mind if they did, honestly. Yeah, I don't think that game is going to go well. Um, It is. Oh, my God. Only one – well, there's two TBDs and only one more 11 a.m. game, so that's nice. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay. That's all right. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to get beat on on primetime again by them. I'd rather not. Yeah, let's uh, sneak that in the afternoon. Let's just shove it in the afternoon. Do America a favor. <laughs> yeah. All right, I think we recapped enough. We miss anything? Uh, they won. They won. How'd they your uh, How'd your Kings do in the draft and free agency? Free agency, they lost um, some good players. Not great. Um, the guy whose jersey I got like a year ago, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Oh yeah, I him. saw that. And uh, another guy everybody likes, Harry Giles. They lost. And uh, but the draft went pretty well, actually. That's good. So <clears throat> encouraging. They'll suck this year, but um, my college football team, the Nevada Wolfpack, five and zero. Five and zero. Five and zero. Malik Reed. Malik Reed had a good game. Malik Reed, Carson Strong, looking strong as hell. Man, I just want to see Malik Reed, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb being able to kind of rotate. Malik Reed in for either guy with the Broncos starting defensive uh, front with them. Like Shelby Harris should be back. Draymond Jones had another sack in this game. And then if you just get Mike Purcell back there and then I don't know if Jarrell Casey will be back, but fuck, it just sounds like such a good defense if it could just be fully healthy. Like to carry a mediocre offense, you know, into the playoffs. So... Anyway, uh, we'll be back Wednesday with our midweek Broncos podcast. It'll probably be a Broncos 
prediction episode too because I'm going to try to enjoy Thanksgiving this week. Uh, oh, okay. We got one really important super chat here. Kyle uh, Volkers is Taylor Hill. I think you mean is Taysom Hill the Tom Brady, but we can actually like, is Taysom Hill the next Tom Brady, but we can actually like him. I think that's what that question is supposed to read. Uh, Taysom Hill is nothing like Tom Brady, but if I got to see Taysom Hill beat Tom Brady in a playoff game this year, that might be an all-time great Tom Brady loss. I think they might be able to beat him with Jameis Winston. (laughs) I think it matters at this point. If the Saints defense keeps playing well, they're going to, they're going to be dangerous uh, if they get to the playoffs. Maybe we we've said that about the Saints every year, but they always choke up. All right, we're out of here. Good night. And good luck. Tis the season for giving. And to celebrate the start of the most joyous time of year, DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all players the opportunity to cash in on a no-brainer this Thanksgiving. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a chance to double your money if either Baltimore or Pittsburgh scored a touchdown in Thursday night's game. All it takes for you to double your money is one touchdown. Yes, you heard that right. All you have to do is opt in to the promotion, place your bet, and then sit back and watch the ball enter the end zone easy as pie. On top of that great offer, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000. The holiday season is a time for family, so curl up on your couch with your favorite sportsbook and make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you the chance to double your money if either Pittsburgh or Baltimore score a touchdown in Thursday night's game. That's right, all it takes is one tutty and you double your money when you use promo code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.